Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Whereas I stated in the prayer, happy, happy resurrection morning. Bless the Lord. And it'd have to be cold. Amen. It would have to be cold. 84 tomorrow. Bless Jesus. I don't know. God's laughing, I think. So, but uh, good to see each of you. So, so I have to ask simple question this morning: How's your bracket? How's your bracket, man? A mess, right? <laughs> Mine's blown up before the Final Four. The NCAA March Madness brackets: over seventeen thousand brackets filled out and I wondered this morning how's your bracket there's not another pastor in the United States of America that just asked that question (laughs) on resurrection morning amen I guarantee you so over 17,000 brackets were filled out and I want you to watch this video and then we're going to jump into this a little bit and I want you to stay with me because there's going to be a moment you're like where is he going? But you got to stay buckled in, all right? I'm going to bring you home, all right? Watch the video. What's up, man? Hey, man. You want to come over and watch the games? I got two TVs and a frozen pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. But he's a 39% shooter. That's why they love to. Oh, what a shot! Who do you think would win in a fight? A wildcat or a musketeer? I would probably pick them. I can't pick the Blue Devils. My dad works at a church. Oh, Baylor Bears. That's Chip and JoJo's team, right? Are you looking at the numbers? No, I'm looking at Pinterest. New Mexico State. I've got a customer whose son was their place kicker. Oh, that's football. But I'll still pick them. Texas Tech and Stephen F. Austin. Well, I had an uncle that went to Tech. Never did like him. Go Stephen F. Austin. Miami, I just got back from there, so I'll pick him. Auburn and Charleston. Oh, I still feel bad that their tree got poisoned. I'll pick Auburn. Hey, did you guys see that North Central Kentucky Baptist School Design got the win last night? Oh, I don't know if I picked them in my bracket. Well, they're not in your bracket. They're in the NIT. Rhode Island right now. If this was football, we would be killing them. Dude, basketball is so dumb. When's the last time you even watched the game? I don't know. How long ago did Blake Griffin play? On a side note, AM's looking pretty good this year. I applied. Didn't get in. Mm. Didn't we all? Boomer! Boomer! 
Hey, sweet start in the tourneo for one of your picks. What? Dude, someone must have changed my bracket. Wow, Ref really lost me that one. If he makes his free throws, we win the game. My bracket's perfect. No, I picked him in my bracket that actually counts. This one's just kind of a practice bracket. There's so many good games on Thursday. I know, I cannot believe we have to come into work. Oh, the games start this Thursday? Dr. Carter's office, how may I help you? Yeah, I was gonna see if you guys had any available surgeries on Thursday. One to two week recovery time would be fantastic. Do you have anything other than a hip replacement? Lehigh shocks the world, taking out Duke in the first round. And that is back-to-back -back early exits for the Duke Blue Devils. Your national champions, Duke Blue Devils. You guys have brought me back. <laughs> and South Carolina coming out on top, sending Duke home early. No! That's good stuff. So, uh, I, I gotta say, I love Oklahoma. If this was football, we'd so be killing them. That's just, that's a classic. So, well, hey, so brackets, there's over 17 million brackets filled out. But here's the deal. Brackets, brackets are really developed in a couple of different ways, okay? They're really set up by the head and the heart. They really are. So listen to me. So the head is all about analytics. It's all about the numbers. That over half the Major League Baseball teams today have a guy on their coaching staff, and all he does is crunch numbers on analytics. They're all about the numbers. The heart, the guy who picks the analytics is all about records, who's on the team, all this stuff. I mean, he's crunching numbers. He's serious about it. He's about way to schedule and all this other stuff. Now, the emotional, the heart picker is all about emotion. We saw it a while ago. I had a cousin that went to, you know, tech, never did like him, so go Stephen F. Austin. We, it's about the color of the uniform, the mascot, uh, you know, where the best place is to go on vacation, that kind of stuff. So, so listen to me. There, there's people that pick the head bracket. There's people that pick the heart, emotional bracket. And, and I'm going to tell you, in my house, uh, my son and I, very analytic, and we're, we're all about numbers. My sweet wife and my daughter, all about vacation, color of uniforms. Does the coach dress sharp? Well, Brett and I just got hammered. Hammered. I mean, hammered. Not even close. But they're still just looking great over there. And so it's all about, and not bitter. I'm working through it this Easter. I, I really believe by April 2nd I'm going to be good. And so, um, But it's all about emotion. It's all about heart, feel, touch, that kind of stuff. And there are people that feel brackets out that way. There's people that feel brackets out with their head and all about crunching numbers. And so I don't know if you're a big tournament watcher. But, but the tournament started on Thursday. Well, technically kind of started on Tuesday, but we don't really count those games. But, but it counted on Thursday. And so, and then Friday night, so you have, a, you have half to 64 on Thursday and other half on, on Friday night. So if you stayed up late enough on Friday night when the tournament started, you absolutely saw history. And some of you know what I'm talking about. All right? Never in the history of the NCAA tournament has a 16 seed, and if those of you don't know anything about the tournament, that's a pathetic team, okay? Not a pathetic team, but that's, a, that's as bad as you can get. 16 seed, they're barely in. 16 play one, number one team. So it's four number ones. 
Virginia happened to be the number one of the number ones, okay? They played absolutely the worst of the 16. They played a, co- a college called UMBC. Let me help you with this, okay? University of Maryland, Baltimore County. It's like, is that a place? <laughs> it's like an intramural team, right, man? I mean, I was like, these guys are really going to take the floor? I mean, I didn't even, would y'all take a yellow dog to get there or something? I mean, I, I didn't even know anything about the school. So I'm laying there trying to stay awake, which did not happen, okay? But, but they beat Virginia. They didn't just beat Virginia with some weird luck, last shot off the backboard, top of the goal, falls in around the end, that kind of thing. They beat them by 20 points, 74-54. I'm telling you, when the number one team in a nation goes down to a 16 to make history, I thought it would be a last-second shot. I didn't know it would be a, just an absolute spanking. All right? I mean, they got spanked. Absolutely saw it. Now, listen to me. I, 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 outside of the parents of the players and the girlfriends that were brave enough to pick them, all right, I don't know who had that. I don't know who had that. Okay, because if you crunched it analytically, if you put the numbers up, that that did not, that is not a good pick. Not a good pick. Not a good pick at all. Then you had Loyola Chicago. Unfortunately, their dream ended yesterday. Loyola Chicago was 11 seed. Okay, they were 11 seed. They made it to the final four. Okay, if they had won, they'd been the highest seeded team ever to play for the national championship. Okay, let me put this in perspective. The final four bracket, there's only 54 people out of the over 17 million that had Loyola Chicago in the final four. I don't know what the stats on that is, but it's pretty bad. Now, you got to understand something about about 15 players per team, all right, and some coaches' wives. Okay, if you got two parents and you got some wives, in a couple of girlfriends, that's all that picked them. Amen? I mean, there wasn't anybody like you and me picking them. Amen? I mean, that's just the parents, maybe some grandparents. They're like, granddad's like, write this fake one down so he sees it. But I know I'm not picking that team. That team can win. So, So what I'm saying is the bracket was set up with some emotional side, the heart, feel it, touch it. All right? But then a lot of head analytics. Analytics was driving the boat in the tournament, but analytics took a whooping. So let me say some things about analytics. Analytics is simply stats and data. We talked about that, okay? But they have a weakness. Analytics have a weakness. You might say how. We'll look at it in a little bit. They have a weakness, and they break down, okay? Why do they break down, and how they break down? Simply because of this. Because you cannot measure heart. You can't measure heart, man. You see, you can, you can take these teams, coaches, experience, records. They play seven. They play nine. I mean, they, they won't wear out. You can look at their stats. You can look at the strength of schedule. You can look at all this stuff. But I'm going to say something to you. You will never, ever be able to measure the heart of a champion. You'll never be able to measure the heart of a warrior. You're never going to be able to measure that heart. 
And some of these teams, I'm telling you, they had heart. You say, well, why are you bringing it up, preacher? Here's why I bring it up. I want to look at a guy in Scripture. This guy in Scripture is all about analytics to begin with. But it's not how you begin, my friend. It's how you end. So I want you to go to your Bible, John chapter 3. John chapter 3. I want you to meet Mr. Analytics in Scripture. He goes by the name Nicodemus. Nicodemus is one smart, very intelligent cat. All right? There's a conversation that happens in John chapter 3, and I want to look at it 5, 6, and 7. Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. We know that. We call him Nick at night. Thank you. That's free. You don't have to pay me for that. All right? <laughs> So Nicodemus comes at night to Jesus. A lot of people tag him as a scaredy cat, a wimp, a sissy, fraidy cat, and all that kind of stuff. But he comes at night because he don't want his little posse to see him, okay? Verse 5, I want you to see the conversation. Nicodemus is having a conversation with Jesus. Jesus is trying to explain to him that, that, that he needs to be born again and all this other stuff. Nicodemus is all about analytics. Here's the conversation. Jesus answered most surely, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Nicodemus is having a hard time with the fact that you must be born again because he's looking at his height and his size and his mom. Analytics to the max. He is trying to say, I don't know if this is scientifically going to happen. How am I going to go back into my mom and be born again? Jesus is like, Dude, listen to me. You, mm, it's not here. It's here. What is born of spirit is born of spirit. What is born of water is born of water. He's telling Nicodemus, listen to me. You got to have two birthdays, man. There's a day you're born of water, birth. There's a day you must be born of the spirit, born again. And Nicodemus couldn't get his head around it. See, the gospel is really simple. It's extremely simple. God created you, Psalm 139. John 3.16 says that he loved you so much that he sent his son to die for you. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus died on a cross. He rose again to conquer death to conquer sin, so that you could one day not die, but be resurrected to live. The gospel is simple. Unfortunately, today, man has complicated it, made it hard, or given a really bad commercial of the gospel. Unfortunately, religion has done the same. There are those in the crowd today 
that it took a lot to come on Easter because you really don't like church. Because what you see about church and what you've heard about church and what's been done to you by the church is really left some scars, and I'm sorry for that. As a senior pastor, I apologize for that because church should not be a place that hurts people. It shouldn't be a place that disappoints people. It shouldn't be a place where we see things and we go, I don't think that's God, and that's why I won't be back. See, the gospel, as Jesus put it together, is pretty simple. Sometimes we and the church mess it up, but the gospel's simple. So Nicodemus is Mr. Analytics. He is really smart. He's like a senator or congressman today, and he is trying to outthink the gospel. He's trying to make it too hard. He's trying to make it too complicated. He's trying to figure out the scientific facts of it. He's trying to get all his blanks filled in before he does it. He's trying to get all his questions answered before he does it. He's trying to get cleaned up, right, look good before he does it. He wants approval before he wants to cross. And sometimes I'm telling you, friends, none of that stuff matters. Okay, this doesn't matter. The gospel's simple. Do not be surprised by what I say, Jesus said. You must be born again. Let's look at Nicodemus. We go from 3 to chapter 7. From 3 to chapter 7. In chapter 7, I want you to look at verse 50. We'll read through 52. Same Nicodemus. He's sitting at one of them high-fluent Bubba meetings. It's where you find him. Shirt and tie guys. The common folk don't get in. So Nicodemus, in verse 50, he who came to Jesus by night, just in case you get confused that there's a different Nicodemus, okay? All right. Being one of them said to them, uh-oh, something's going on here. Because here's the scaredy, the scaredy cat, Nick at night, is about to talk in front of whom? It was other suit and tie boys. They probably didn't have suit and tie then, but you know what I mean, all right? He's standing up a little bit. Listen to him. Does our law judge a man before it hears him and knows what he is doing? 52, they answered and said to Nicodemus, are you also from Galilee? Search and look, for no prophet has risen out of Galilee. Let me, let me help you with what that looks like. If you're from Pampa, you grow up understanding that nothing, nothing good comes out of border. <laughs> Am I right? I mean, that's like Jesus being a bulldog. You're like, seriously? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. That's what it takes to stand up in that setting like that. He stood up and said, whoa, 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 we shouldn't judge a man until we hear a man. They're all ready to go get him. And he stands up there. What you're seeing a little bit here is got a little bit of analytics starting to move from the head to the heart. We're not there yet, but we're getting close, amen? 
Something's going. Something's happening. So we need to flip a little bit further. Let's go to chapter 19. Chapter 19. Analytics, pretty heavy in John 3, starting to break down a little bit in chapter 7, falls apart here. Verse 38, John 19. After this, Joseph of Emerith, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took the body of Jesus. And Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds. Then they took the body of Jesus and they, and they bound it in strips of linen with spices as is the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had been laid. Verse 42. So there they laid Jesus. Analytics, gone. Done. Listen to me. So that we might have resurrection Sunday, Nicodemus put Jesus in the tomb. Do you know what you get at that moment if you even bring up the name Jesus, associate with Jesus, even look like, smell like, eat like, and talk like Jesus, and crosses are still available if you want to get up there. Listen, they took the bodies down. They left the crosses up. You pop off about Jesus, and you'll find yourself up there. They got the guts to go and ask for the body of Jesus. They wrap him in linens, and they put him in the tomb. And on the third day, my friends, we know what happened. <laughs> he is not here. He is risen. I want, I, you know what I want really bad? I want a post-game interview with Nicodemus. I'm, I'm, I'm with Nicodemus. Nicodemus? What do you think just transpired here? Well, first of all, as many athletes do, I just want to thank my God. <laughs> Seriously, I just want to thank my God for this opportunity. Oh, my gosh. Look at Nicodemus in three at night, scared. Don't want any of his posse to know what happened. All about ahead. I don't know if I can go back in. My mom be born again. Pretty good sized guy bigger than my mom. Verse 7, stands up and says, I don't think anything good comes from border. In verse 19, chapter 19, he goes with Joseph and takes the body of the king, Jesus, and he wraps him, and he lays him in that tomb. And three days later, buddy, earthquake shakes the earth, man, and the tomb, that, that stone rose away, and out comes Jesus. 
And I want you to know something. If you put Jesus in your bracket, it's party time. All right? I mean, listen to me. There's got to be a time in each of our lives where you've got to get away from the head knowledge and the analytics of the gospel. You do not come to Christ without faith. If you're waiting to get all of your blanks filled in, all of the questions answered, I want to know, preacher, uh, how much do you think that stone weighs that they rolled away? Does it matter? Would it matter for you? If I told you the exact weight of it, would you so be born again and change and go be an absolute missionary for the king? Well, I don't know. I have a couple of other questions. Then what's the point? Quit asking questions, looking for stats, looking for data, waiting for everything to add up and know that he is not here. He is risen. And it's time for some of us to stop waiting on everything else to add up. Some of us in here need to decide, need to decide if we're ever going to follow our heart. Because many times for some of us, the Holy Spirit of God has nudged you and said, that's you. That's you. And your heart's pounding. It's warm. You need to go forward, man. You need to be born again. You need to be born again. I don't know. I still have some questions. What's my wife going to think? She thought she married a Christian. I even told her a testimony. <laughs> what are my kids going to think? I might lose my job. And we, we walk out, and it goes away, and we think we're good. And we might come again, and all of a sudden we feel it again, pounding. Heart gets warm. And you need to be born again. You've never been born again. Never been born again. You've never been born again. You know that. You've never been born again. I, I can't do that. I can't do that. When are you going to follow your heart? When are you going to follow your heart? When are you going to follow your heart? When are you going to be all in? Listen to me. Coming at night, you're not all in. Standing up and saying, I don't think anything good can come from Borger is really not all in. That's like wearing a Jesus t-shirt at camp, going back home a week later going, dude, I thought you went to youth camp. I, yeah, whatever. Somebody paid my way, you know? So, so listen to me. You, you, from here to here to putting him in the tomb. That ain't t-shirt right there. That's not a honk if you love Jesus. Okay, that is all in. My whole heart, and I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care if me and Joseph are the only people out here. I'm following Jesus. I'm all in. And this Easter, this Easter could be like none other. Could be like none other. You've been before. You felt the tug before. You know he stirred. You know he said your name. You know he's pricked your heart. You know what you need to do.
for some of you is absolutely to be born again. You know it. You know it. You've been trying and trying. You do good for a little bit and then it falls apart. You try again. You try again. You promise. You try. Listen to me. It's not in trying. It is in dying. Because once you die, you are resurrected to live the life that you're incapable of doing without the power of the Holy Spirit in you. Without the power. Listen to me. You don't do that with no power. And the same power that raised him from the dead is the same power that lives in you. Same power. What would it look like today if you followed your heart? What would it look like today if you said, you know what? I'm 42 years old. I'm 28 years old. I'm 66 years old. I'm 81 years old. And I'm done messing around. I've known for a long time. I think a lot of people know around me. But I'm not walking out of here again. I, like Nicodemus, I'm about to turn off my analytics and I'm about to follow God with all my heart. With all my heart. And I'll wait to heaven to get all my blanks filled in. What would it look like for your marriage if you were all in? What would it look like for your family if you were all in for Jesus? Not conveniently, not when nothing else is going, but I'm telling you when you're all in for Jesus. I have good news for you in a way. He's not back yet, but he's coming back. Until that day, you got time. And I don't know what we're looking for, but he's not there. He's risen. And you can be too if you go all in and drop your head knowledge and wrap your heart around Jesus and he'll change your life forever. I want to ask you to bow your heads. Close your eyes. Could be like none other. Could be at Easter like none other. For some of you in here, you know that you know that you know that you've been born again. But others in here, you know there's something that's just not there. You've known it for a while, you push it away, you make excuses. You justify things, but the bottom line is you're tired and you need change. And this morning, this resurrection morning, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, if you'll pray and receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord, the same Holy Spirit will come inside of you and you will have the power to live a life that you've always desired and to see the things in your life and in your marriage and your family you've always dreamed of this morning you may be here and you're like pastor I'm born again but I just kind of I do enough to get by I just kind of do enough I kind of check a box come every once in a while and I'm really not happy I'm really not even fulfilled or satisfied I'm kind of 
when I see you at Packersack and stuff, I'm kind of embarrassed because I'm like, gosh, he probably hadn't seen me in three months. <laughs> I, I, I'm tired. And me and my family, we're not going to waver anymore about anything. We're going we're gonna to serve the Lord. And we're going to be all in. And today, we're going to be all in for the resurrected King. So I'm going to pray for us. And we're going to stand. And we're going to worship and we're going to celebrate. But listen to me. If you need to come, you come. If you need prayer, they'll pray for you. If you need to come to the altar all by yourself, altar's open. If you need to come and be born again, you come this morning. Father, by the Holy Spirit's power, may you speak today. May you move your people for your glory. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 